Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Podcast by a Scooby and a Newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. We've reached season six, episode 18, Entropy, original air date, April 30th, 2002. Mm-hmm, getting close to the end of the season. Sure are. And we can tell because all of the things are coming to a climax. Ah, the nerds have a plan, you know? It's an interesting season because it is composed of, like, multiple smaller arcs rather than a single... Well, the nerds are sort of the arc, but, like, they're not really. No. And Buffy is still the arc, of course, but she's also kind of been the arc for the entire show. So it doesn't really feel... you can argue that, but, yeah. Well, this is about her journey to getting back to kind of where she was in season five, right? <laughs> uh, a reset button so hard that it actually pushed her negative. She, she definitely Didn't went just negative. bring her back to a place. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She needs to get back to I zero. I mean, that's the entire point. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that is the point. It's just having a character struggle to get back to zero is an interesting proposition and can be a dicey move narratively. Because, you know, we can also argue that Willow has been struggling to get back to zero. True, actually. Yeah, it's nice and resonant. Maybe someone else. Xander wanted to stay at zero. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of season five, he was in a happy place, right? Yeah. And then, like, that's gone downhill, and now he's trying to get back up. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And then Giles, you know, <laughs> went back to England. Yeah, where... Left us. Uh, all sad and alone. Could be better, could be Abandoned. worse. Maybe he's fighting a demon there. We don't actually know. <laughs> The comics will tell us. <laughs> they probably will, yeah. Now, Michaela, you spoke about having nerds with some sort of plan. Yeah, they. hey, they need a disc, you know? They need a disc. <laughs> they use a disc. And I was thinking before we started recording, I was like, oh yeah, they had the disc. And then I was like, what did they do with the disc? And then I was like, I I remember what they did with the disc. Yeah. And then I'm like, why? Why did they need the disc? It's a and I don't know why episode. they need the disc. I mean, obviously, right? yeah. They will come back to it, we assume. It's, <laughs> And I understand that. And like, yeah, obviously you can have things set up. It is sometimes hard to swallow when your 40-minute <laughs> television episode can't show, you know, what happens with a thing. And it's like, oh, 40 minutes, that's no time at all. We need to fucking stretch that out. And you're like, well, 40 minutes is a good amount of time. Yo, we filled this 40 minutes with Anya trying to get people to do hilarious shit. Jam packed. Jam packed. I'm not complaining about this episode. Not at all. <laughs> okay, so I have a lot of problems with this disc. Like, how do these vampires have it? How do the nerds know that they have it? Where did they get these ATVs with the stakes on them? <laughs> oh, that is such a fun visual. <laughs> They've taken quad bikes and fucking tied stakes on the front to chase down vampires and it's working it's working so well but like it's just yeah let's drive these loud things through the graveyard that buffy will surely be patrolling oh yeah it's not well thought out it's a terrible plan and i just like i know it doesn't matter where the vampires got the disc or how the nerds know that the vampires have the discs and then they had to chase them with their stupid vehicles but i just I was so angry about it. I mean, yeah, that's justified, I would say. And uh, the nerds got the money from the bank heist. Right. And that has, you know, set them on a, a good path in life, which allowed them to buy these quad bikes. It, it's a fun visual for me. <laughs> I like that they've all got their helmets on. Oh, yeah. They've got the, like, driving goggles, too, mm-hmm. don't they? Yeah, no, they... Yeah. 
They can't make anything look cool. That's definitely for sure. Oh, fuck no. No, no, So yes, Buffy is here. Yeah, and as we've discussed many times, she has zero perception. The amount of things that she <sighs> doesn't notice happening around here is it's absurd. <sighs> Okay, so Buffy is here. There are two vampires. She starts fighting them. She's having some trouble. Sure thing. Spike manages to help her out a little bit by grabbing one of these vampires and holding him off the ground. The problem with this is that Spike is sitting atop one of the cemetery gate-like columns. Yeah, like the right? post. The columns at the gate, yeah. It's a big stone And he's thing. reached down... Sure. Taller and than picked him, up this vampire. Right? Much taller. Hey, he had to climb to get up here, but I don't really care about that. Yeah. The, the real problem is that this is a terrible combat position. <laughs> like, you rely on someone getting close enough to this thing that you climbed up without seeing you on top of it for it to work. And it works. Yeah. Sure. That's my counter. But in 90% of the scenarios, <laughs> this does not work. Right. I mean... I don't know that he's up there to necessarily help her. I think he's up there to just lurk it up. And then it happened to work out for him. Well, we're going to see a few lurkers this episode. And if he's one of them, I'm, yeah. You know what? Angel's not here anymore. Yeah, someone's got to lurk. And we got to find a fucking replacement. And a bunch of people this episode, I guess two, are doing tryouts. This is Spike's. We're going to see Anya do hers later. But Buffy has what I've called a nice coat. And she is wearing a jaunty hat. Yes. Good God, this hat. So I do like her coat. It's very cute. Again, it's got a very fall vibe, which I'm never going to be it tired fits. of. Yep. It fits her like a normal human like, coat like, might like do. Like a normal human coat. But this hat she has on, which is, uh, I guess she's being stealthy because it's night as usual. It's a black cap of stealth, yeah. But it's at But it's not the normal one. That just... It is. It's such a specific... Like, it's clearly intentional, this angle that yeah. it's at. It's so jaunty. And it's... I don't know. It's such a strange choice. It's very, very strange. Oh, boy. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's the same old shit from Spike. He's, why won't you sleep with me again? And then there's a super weird, very obviously ADR line as Buffy's walking away. <laughs> <laughs> Which, she must have just been too far away from the mic or something. But it's, uh, like, there's no way Spike could have heard her. Because she just very normally says, because I don't love you, while walking in the other direction? Where would we be in this show without weirdly <laughs> ADR lines, you know? I just always flash back to that episode where Giles... Giles was sick, yeah. What was happening? Oh boy, we assume. I don't know. They just... I guess ADR is hard? I'm not sure. I guess. You gotta match the audio tone. Yeah. I don't have uh. any experience with that. So Xander's drinking alone is in his apartment. And my question here is, when did he take the time to do up the entire apartment in a bunch of red lights? Like, it's thematic as hell. <gasps> But how is your entire apartment lit and then decorated with red objects all of a sudden? Maybe it was supposed to be after they got married, it would be all nice and red for them to come back to the apartment. Maybe. <laughs> it's very thematic. Listen, I I like it, but it takes some doing is what I'm saying. What else has he got going on? Nothing. <laughs> right? He's drinking alone. <laughs> like he's just been slowly putting these lights up. <laughs> See, that's the scene that I want to see. <laughs> Him, like, carefully trying to arrange these things with a drink in one hand yeah. and the lights in the other. And he's just getting madder and madder at the lights that he's trying to put up so he can, you know, sit on the floor and drink beer. Does the show want us to be sad for Xander? I'm not sure. 
<laughs> it's a good question because a lot of the drama at the end of this episode is like Xander is hurt by Anya's actions just as Anya was hurt by Xander's actions. Right. And that's generally the sort of drama I like, except in this case, Xander's weird and gross. And this is something that he struggled with the entire way through, obviously. Right, yeah. But his positions are all just from this weird gross place that I'm like, that's not a likable character, so I don't like him. And the show's like, no, 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 no. But what if he's also sad? I'm like, I don't really care. Sorry, guys. Like, whatever it is that he wants doesn't really make sense, right? It's like he doesn't want to get married, but he still wants them to be together. So then in his mind, they're not broken up yet. I guess. I don't think that's insane. Right, yes. The the fact that he doesn't acknowledge that by leaving Anya at the altar, he ended this relationship in some way. The fact that he has no idea about that. Yeah, like he's thinking, oh, there's still a chance at this. We could just go back to how it was before. That's what he wants. Right. And there's nothing wrong with being with a person and not getting married. You do you. Whatever, yeah. man. But again, proposing, right. then leaving her at the altar, and then still thinking, I mean, at the very least, to crib for from friends they are on a break i was about to start yelling they were on a break <laughs> honestly <laughs> like they're on a break you know they're on a break <laughs> so in this scene of course anya shows up and she <laughs> Wait, shows up really undersells her lurking behind some bushes oh, right, in an sorry. angel-esque way i'm uh, right i'm totally skipping ahead yeah she, they're gonna have their actual conversation much later aren't they mm-hmm. but that's fine well so Essentially, yes, she lurks in some bushes outside the house. And then I guess he comes back to find her there. Is that what happens? Yeah, that's what happens. And so then she's talking to him and trying to understand what happened. And he's like, oh, it was all such a huge mistake. And he doesn't mean that leaving her at the altar was a huge mistake. No, 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 no. That That was the right choice. Yeah, he should have realized that the marriage was a huge mistake earlier. The timing was the issue. Yeah, it's not like I shouldn't have proposed. (laughs) It's not like I shouldn't have left you at the altar. It is, I should have earlier on in the planning process said, let's not get married instead. Yeah, his, (laughs) his position is that the bad thing that happened to her was being left at the altar in front of a bunch of people it seems like and that if he had just said something earlier he could have saved her that which i mean that's a part of it but the larger part of it is like maybe never propose if marriage isn't what you want right now which he like does not acknowledge ever no and he doesn't want to get married he's been clear about that but at no point was he like man i'm the one who proposed that wasn't a great idea right and well he still claims he wants to get married someday eventually (laughs) no xander he doesn't you're mixing your messages right now it's not helping right so anya is not happy about this no (laughs) so let's get to some willow and Tara. They're pretty adorable, I have to say. They are very cute. They're very charming in this episode, both of them. I mean, of course Willow is wearing red. (laughs) I know. Like, two tones of red. It's like maroon and red together. Oh, it's like that dice bag I made you. Yeah. Willow's wearing the dice bag. It's a good combination. (laughs) It's a good color combo. You doubted me. And here Willow is, a redhead, showing us how good a color combination maroon and red are. Oh, boy. They're just, it's, it's that thing too, where Tara just keeps looking a million times better than her. She's looking so good. Oh, she looks great. How? (laughs) She used to look so schlubby and I thought that would never end, but Tara's looking amazing. Right? Why would would they schlub her up like that? Like, Like Amber Benson is a very attractive person. Right? 
good God. I don't know. Right. And so. I don't think Willow looks too terrible here. No. Honestly. She's got red on, but, but otherwise she's looking good. Yeah. And her hair is nice. And yeah. Tara calls her out on running away because <laughs> she saw Tara with another woman. What, like the other yeah. day or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we learned very quickly that like if she hadn't run away and just talked to her instead, she would have found out that it's only Tara's friend. Mm-hmm. oh god yeah so that was manufactured drama that literally went nowhere yeah and that's that is my least favorite kind of drama yes i know it's yeah the drama you would like to do without i understand because it's pointless and it went nowhere yeah but that's fine they've got coffee set up for the next day it'll be a lovely date i'm looking forward to it it'll be great don and buffy are on a shopping adventure together in a part of downtown sunny d that we have never seen before <laughs> where the fuck are they oh my god they were like man let's go out to location you know la somewhere they're in santa monica because oh santa monica (laughs) sure (laughs) and yeah let's not go to the set that we have for downtown sunny d because it doesn't have enough shops i guess where like how did don get here where are they because this is my other thing any wherever they are don had to be coming here by herself to steal things from these She's shops. stolen a lot of things from these shops. She is not welcome at any of them. No, and she has an encyclopedic knowledge of what she stole from each shop. Yeah, it wasn't like a crime of passion that no. she forgot about. Like, she, she's a record keeper. <laughs> she's got, like, a list she's somewhere. She's <laughs> equivalent of a serial killer. She probably yeah. has little slides with, like, bits of what she stole preserved in them. Right? She she remembers numbers of the exact things from each store, and you're just like, wow, Dawn, I mean, I guess it was a thrill? You were getting your thrill? I don't know. She stole a toothbrush. A toothbrush. Hey, Mother of Pearl Handle does sound pretty nice. Sounds great. But we are asking all the wrong questions, Michaela. <laughs> I, I know we because are. Because what we should be asking is what in the fuck is she wearing? Okay, so these, I used to have jeans just like that. With this oh, ridiculous... I had not noticed the jeans. I hadn't, I There's so much hadn't going on. even <laughs> processed them. Tell me about the jeans. So they have a built-in belt that is also yes. made of jean. And... Sorry, a belt-in belt? <laughs> The, the built-in jean belt to belt your jeans with, you know? Keep them up. I had not noticed this at all, and it's madness. <laughs> and then, yeah, so you have, like, the two pieces of jean, and then you have the two sort of uh, metal, I guess they're hoops, but only the semicircle part, that you have to, like, yeah. put the other piece through, and then you just pull it, and it tightens. <laughs> When I say madness, let me be clear. This is a great and practical idea. No more are you searching around for a belt, no more. Like, why the fuck am I wrapping a belt around my waist the entire way? I don't need to deal with the back half of it. It's I true. just want the front half of it. It's very you know, true. Every goddamn day I put on pants, gotta put on a belt, goes all the way around. <laughs> this, this solves problems, Michaela. It's a time saver. This needs to come back. It is. <laughs> Crabthar's hammer, what a savings. This Look is that. this is the tip of the iceberg, though I will admit <laughs> it. It is because from then we go on to the midriffy top, right? And which, it's such a tank top. Oh, uh, it's such a tank top. It's purple. It's yeah. got a little heart Sparkle and sequins heart. on the front yeah. of it. She's got this like. I want to say velvet sweater on. Oh, that velour sweater (laughs) jacket. That's the correct word, yes. Oh, boy. It is red and velour-y as hell. I want to say it's Zap Brannigan would be jealous. Yeah, oh, Zap Brannigan would love it. Oh, he'd be very creepy around Dawn. I don't want any part of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've called this mini hoops because Dawn has these teeny tiny little hoops Aww, in. Aw, mini they're hoops. little mini hoops. She takes after her sister in that way. Yeah, she's a mini Buffy, so she got mini hoops. Except she's taller. It doesn't matter. Buffy also looks right? a little crazy. <laughs> I mean, they're both glossed up. I've called them the gloss queens because <laughs> obviously... <laughs> Dawn's always just so shiny. It's uh, so unbelievable. Shiny. And her eye makeup has gone up a, like a, an entire notch or two this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's Buffy got going on here that's crazy? Well, I really don't like whatever's going on with the cut of this shirt. Like, the top of it. The fact that the underarm is so exposed or the top of it? There's just a lot of frills. It's very mm-hmm. much like... The material is gathered, strange parts, and it's... Oh, it's... You know what it is? It's like it's a shoulderless top, like a tank top sort of thing that's straight cut across, which also... The straight cut, why is it popular? It shouldn't be popular. No one looks good on a straight cut, But then they sewed two flaps of fabric to where the shoulders usually are. Because, yeah, there's a weird amount of underarm being shown off in your your picture because it's not a sleeve. It's It's a a bit of fabric that's been just topped on there. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird. It's just a weird cut, I think is what it is. I mean, the color's fine, and then she's got her nice long necklace on. But yeah, mm-hmm. I just... There's a lot happening as they're walking down, and I'm frantically trying to take notes. <laughs> oh. Also, then they are so mean about the pet store, and I was very angry about that. Well, are pet stores good? Because no. they say it's like poppy mill and weirdness and not great stuff there. Are they wrong? So it depends on the pet store. Not all pet stores mm. get their pets from puppy mills. Hashtag, yeah. Right? <laughs> I said not all. That's my, that's my bad, yeah. Some of, the, some of them do get their pets from local animal shelters, mm. right? So, I mean, it depends on the pet store. It was you that was recently sobbing yeah. to me about the, uh, the I, brother and me. cat, the, brother and sister cats that were 10 years old and had to be adopted as a pair, which yeah. is fucking heartbreaking. And God, if my wife weren't allergic to cats and I mean, hey, does she have to know? Could I have secret cats in the apartment? <laughs> secret Maybe. cats. Right. Secret cats. So, I mean, those cats, those, they didn't get those cats from like a cat breeder, right? Like, no. Those cats are. <laughs> 10 years ago. From someone who passed away, possibly someone who just. Mm-hmm couldn't care for the cats anymore for whatever reason and this is the thing like that pet store that i was at most of the animals were older and so mm-hmm. like the older animals are the ones who are going to have the more trouble being adopted so putting them in a pet store is probably going to make a lot more people see them so this is ostensibly some sort of buffy <laughs> podcast last i checked ah. i mean not that i mind the digressions and lord knows i cause most of them actually as long as you cause more than 50 percent, that's most there's only two of us yeah, yeah okay yeah, no, exactly I, I stand by it you know what okay. i'm gonna say about this episode i'm gonna say that? that it has something it has something to make everyone angry <laughs> it does yeah. it does that's exactly what i was thinking yeah. because now we come into the <laughs> chemistry is magic part of the episode no. and like the nerds are in their basement and they've got all the test tubes and all the nerd science chemistry bullshit that is actually uh. just magic michaela if you were to think about it for half a second you would see that chemistry is just magic Shit's bubbling. There's different colored liquids. Oh, uh, everything's Ugh. different colors, man. And then somehow that results in like energy being focused through this disc. And I was like, what? Because what he, the fuck? he makes a solution that he then drops on the disc to like activate it in some way. What? <laughs> Listen. I guess that's more akin to alchemy. Yeah. And basically, yeah, chemistry is alchemy, right? Yeah, I mean, he's made something that activates some part of some ingredient in the disc. I don't know. I don't Except know. Except it's magic. It's it magic. literally activates the magic in yeah, it. Yeah, I guess, because it's magic. He's using magic herbs. 
We know about herbs being magic. That's why Amy needed them so bad, you know? Oh, fucking sage. <laughs> don't, don't you even go there when Willow was using too much magic? No, no, no. Willow, you are using too much magic. Uh, right, so Lil Jay's doing his chemistry magic and Warren and Andrew are very clearly plotting behind him. <laughs> Man, he is fucked. Yeah, he's pretty fucked. Tom Link in this episode, this is like the uh-huh. the most they've given Tom Link to do, I would say. He doesn't even know what to do with himself. My God, <laughs> all these dialogue lines. So many lines. Yeah. Uh, and I just was, I was more charmed by him than I have been in the past. <laughs> For whatever reason. He is very charming. And I'm delightful. Yeah, I decided that he is quite handsome. I know you were very (laughs) (laughs) uncertain. I still don't know. You still don't know. But here's the thing. You, I was thinking about this as I was editing one of the other episodes because you were (laughs) so strangely uncertain about Tom Lang's level of attractiveness. And then I heard you say the words oozing sexuality when describing Spike. (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh. So then I just have a lot of questions about like why you can. Like, why I think you can it's, tell for Spike? It's genuinely com- complicated, right? Because, like, <laughs> who is that Joe guy who was on Spellslingers recently? Yeah. Joe Mangani- Manganella? Mangiella? I can never Something say like Manganello, I think. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah. Probably. Joe Manganello. Link is in the description. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> He is, like, stunningly handsome, right? Yeah, And, like, obviously. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about maybe someone else. Do I have something about someone else being handsome? Maybe. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, but, like, there are certain people where I look at them and I'm like, oh, that's an attractive-looking man. Right, you And can then tell. Tom Link, I legitimately don't know. Like, I don't... I know what ugly guys look like, too. But there's, there's just, like, this middle period because I'm not as into guys, right? <laughs> Sure. And so I understand. And yeah, I mean, you look at Joe Manganiello and you're just like, that is a man. Holy fuck. His (laughs) arms are bigger than me. Yeah. He's married to Sofia Vergara for a reason, friend. I don't fucking know who that is. She's the Colombian woman on Bonnard Family. Oh, damn. Think about the children they would make. Good God. Holy shit. (laughs) A race of Uber men. (laughs) Anyways, we digress. Right. <laughs> and he'll name his first son Khan Noonien Singh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, uh, where, where the fuck even are we? Right, chemistry has happened. Anya comes back. Right. So with the Xander and Anya stuff, sure. I do have a couple more things to say here because <laughs> there, there's just so much bullshit to unpack in what Xander does. Because he doesn't start off with an I'm sorry. He no. starts off with a very Princess Bride-esque, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, but no, 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 no. You, this is the first time you've seen this person. You say, I'm really sorry. Because you are, but you're not saying it ever. And you should. There's no apology at all. Yeah, like, there's no apology. There's no like, I, well, he says that he's an idiot, but he doesn't really know what he's done. And that's the problem. That's true. If he were to apologize, I genuinely don't think he knows what he's apologizing for. So I guess, how can he apologize then? He doesn't think he's done much wrong other than should have told her earlier that he didn't want to get married after asking her to get married. And then you said you said something about this earlier, but like Anya says, do you want to get married? And he says it's complicated. It's not a <laughs> it's super not. complicated question, man. Which is exactly what Anya says. She's like, yeah, literally I'm on her a yes side. or no question. It is. Yeah. There are two answers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I know that you have more thoughts about it, Xander, but there are two answers to this. So did you get the sense in this scene that if Xander had said, I made a huge mistake, I should have never have left you at the altar, I was just scared, I got cold feet, I still want to get married to you right now, would Anya have accepted that? Ooh, that's a complicated question. Because, I mean, obviously it's a yes or no. I think probably not. (laughs) Because she seems so offended by the idea that he never wants to get married in a way that doesn't really make sense to me if she has already... I mean, she's already moved on and become a vengeance demon. So how can she possibly still want to marry him? It just seems strange. Well, she's still missing him from her life, right? Like, the problem is that he's gone and she really liked being with him. So she wants to be back together with him. That said, it wouldn't, like, wouldn't smooth things over a hundo p but it would go a lot better for him if he said anything like that yeah but instead he just says all the wrong things and she tries to curse him because oh she's a vengeance yeah. demon now she got that demon face going got that on demon face but she wishes and she wishes and nothing happens and you're like uh oh honestly it would be ridiculous if she could grant her own wishes yeah okay that's not how so wishes work right into her talking to Halfric, right? Yeah. And God, I love girl talk with Halfric and Halfric's Anya. Halfric's a delight. She always says just the most horrible shit. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, Halfric, anytime this man touches a piece of paper that isn't a check for his child, gets he gets paper, paper cut. cuts. <laughs> and she's just so delighted by it. And it's great. I love her so much. She's the, she's an absolute treasure. Well, the irony <laughs> of that is just delightful, right? It's great. Oh, oh absolutely wonderful. Just like, there's so much to love there. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> right. So she is like, Anya, how long have you been out of the game? You can't wish someone, you can't wish for something yourself and grant it. Anya has not been out of the game that long. How no. did she not? Obviously, this is exposition for the sake of us. Yeah. And I'm glad that they are finding different ways to do exposition yeah. other than have Giles say it. Super well, glad like, for that. They, I mean, they lost yeah. Giles, so someone's got to say it. Right. And it took that for them to be like, oh, fuck, who does our exposition now? And they're like, I guess we spread it out. And I'm sure someone in the writing staff was like, we can't. We have. No, we can't spread power like that. But turns out it's a really good idea. Yeah. And uh I would say that this feels very natural. It doesn't feel like they're shoving exposition down our throats. No, because I honestly think Anya would never have had a reason to try to wish for something herself. Like, I think it makes a lot of sense. She just never knew this rule, I see. Right, Right. because she did the magic initially. She didn't have to wish for anything, and then she was in the wish-granting game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't have any vengeance to enact on her own behalf because no one has wronged her until now. Well, Troloff did, but she fucking cursed him. Yeah. And she did that with her own magic rather than, like, by wishing it, so. That's what started this whole thing to begin with. Yeah, okay. No, I I accept that. That's much better. But yes, I super love their uh, their goss. It's great. And it's so nice to have Halfric around as a recurring character. She's the fucking best. It's great that Anya has someone to talk to as well. Because, mm. you know, she she was never really ingratiated into the group. So as we will find out this episode, yeah, she doesn't have an extensive social circle. She really doesn't. And she can't go... If she were to go to any of the other characters and try to have this type of conversation with them it would just feel so out of place because we've literally never seen something like that happen before yeah yeah we'll talk about that first let's get to a little bit of 
Buffy being an actually good sister for we once. We have so many pictures that we've just skipped oh, straight over. Red Alert. Yeah, multiple. Right, and Red Alert Part 2. Shit. Yeah. Oh, Red Alert Part 2 is uh, later for me, actually. But the first Red Alert, Anya's back. She's a demon. She is wearing red, guys. Yeah, this is like full-on red episode. She's just that wearing nothing but red. That is what's happening. Yeah. Red Alert. Nonsense hair. Right. That actually happens a little bit later after Buffy is a good sister to Dawn. I took this picture while she's sitting across from Halfrek, so. Oh, never mind. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's all... It's it's all the same. She wears this the rest of the episode, essentially. It's a lot of red, top and bottom. And yes, her hair is... Mm, it's very curly. It took a long time to do, no doubt. And it's it's so hard for me because I want to support curly hair in media. Because right. for a long time, there really wasn't a lot of curly hair. Or, you know, everyone's always got their straight hair or whatever. Doesn't Halfrick have nice curly hair? She does. Halfrick has gorgeous curly hair. And yeah, it looks and good on her. I don't know what yeah. they've done to Anya's head. It's Something not flattering. Wrong. Oh, boy. No. It's like halfway to a perm. Yeah, it's just so stupid. Good God. Perm that didn't try hard enough. So, yes, Buffy and Dawn have a little <sighs> bit of a moment, which is nice because it took multiple episodes of this lesson being drilled into Buffy for her to even begin to acknowledge that she should spend more time with Dawn. Okay, but she's not spending more time with Dawn because she realized she has responsibilities. She's no. doing it because she tried to kill Dawn and she feels guilty. Yeah, it's still not, not in a great place. It's true. Her motivations are questionable. And she still does a shit job of it right because yeah. she's just wants to smother dawn rather than finding out what dawn's into and trying to take an interest in that and when dawn's like hey why don't we go patrolling and i'll like i'll be there for moral support and dangerous shit happens buffy freaks out and shuts it down immediately initially when they were having this conversation i was like okay dawn you don't have super strength you can't come patrol patrolling like that's crazy but then i thought didn't willow and xander don't they yeah. continue to come patrolling yeah all the fucking time dawn makes a good point that dangerous shit does seem to find her so yeah train her in some basic defense or right? something it doesn't even have to be patrolling like take no. her to the thing in the magic box and have her fucking train there or something right like help her get swole so that she can defend herself yeah bad idea to not let her do anything do anything even remotely Insane. useful yeah and does a disservice to Dawn's character, right? Because she's useless and she's whiny and Buffy is not letting her be any less of either of those things. Dawn was so reasonable this episode. She didn't whine she at all. She was just like yeah. a normal person. It was amazing. Except for excessive amounts of gloss, but otherwise normal. <laughs> well, I mean, we can't stop the gloss. That's... No, you can never stop the <laughs> it's gloss. It's unstoppable, yeah. The gloss comes for us all. <laughs> okay. So we're going into Willow and Tara's coffee date, but before we get to that, and sort of as we start getting into that, because Tara's getting caught up, I thought we would take time for our first segment. Hit me. Ain't no call a back, girl. Oh, jeez, that is delightful. Isn't Two that good? times I've like been that. around that track. Ain't no callback, girl. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's this about, Michaela? Uh, callbacks. That's Correct. What, that's what it's about. So it's a segment about callbacks. Correcto. Yeah. Um, this show has some weird ones. You know, <laughs> it's very strange that for some reason they decide to call back to the like least well-liked episodes the most frequently. <laughs> right? Because... 
because Willow and Tara are sitting here and Willow's like, oh man, did I tell you about Double Meat Palace? The best episode ever? And you're like, why are you bringing that up? She's like, oh, wait, no, I've got another story. It's called Riley Came Back. And you're like, no, no, no. No one likes either of those things. Yeah. And they've done this before where they're like, oh, remember that Mantis trouble we had? And you're like, okay, first, that had a large cliffhanger at the end that was never resolved. And B, everyone fucking hates it. I want to say that they called back to Go Fish once. Almost certainly. Yeah. They've called back to uh, Robo Boy? Boyfriend, Reptile Boy. Ted? Like, all of the worst fucking episodes. And you're like, why? Why they would you choose that? Eggs? Not that I can remember. I mean, they had the Gorge come back. So there is they, that. Yeah, that's true. God. <laughs> which should not have happened. You know, we were better off without any Gorches. Yeah, you're so right, though. They do just choose... The strangest. You know what? Maybe part of the problem is that they're calling back to Monster of the Week episodes. And those tend to be worse. Anyway, the point of this segment is not to remember the terrible callbacks that they've done. It's to think of the better callbacks that they should have done and that we miss. So obviously things like Jesse, they should bring him up more. You know. (laughs) On a slightly more serious note, and you'll hate me for this, Buffy's first death in the Masturbatorium. (laughs) No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Because they used to call back to this all the time, but now we're embarrassed for choice, right? We've got two deaths, and obviously the most recent one was the most impactful. Like, the first one was barely even an issue, honestly. But the second one is, like, obviously bad. So that's getting a lot more traction. The first one's basically not even a death, comparatively. Yeah, which really cheapens the entire thing. Kind of, but that was also a long time ago at this point. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, I wish they would call back a bit more to that and jesse obviously always jesse yeah and i i kind of find it strange that characters leave this show and we just forget they ever existed we got our cordelia we got our giles no one's brought up giles in so long that's very true and cordelia like someone compared someone to cordelia but they have otherwise not mentioned that she just vanished mysteriously like there's another slayer out there her name's oh my god Yes, if you're gonna call back to shit, man. I know that, like, this season, when they're calling back to things, it's gonna be less great things because Tara hasn't been gone that long. Yeah. But generally, for callbacks, no, man. Faith, that's the callback. Like, bring her up, maybe. I don't know. She seems, like, pretty important. She's the active slayer. Technically, yeah. Yeah. What's she even up to? Well, you'll find out when we do. I mean, yeah. Welcome to El Angel, seasons one through four in one hour. Oh, shit. Exciting (laughs) times. All right. So I think that's about enough for Ain't No Callaback Girl. So Anya's here interrupting the coffee date. She is just trying to very obviously get the Scoobies to curse Xander in whatever terms she can. It's just, it's adorable. It's so delightful. I I love all of it. Uh, I have a picture of the coffee date called The Longest of Skirts. Ooh, yes. Right. I mean, they're together know, again. They got the gotta have those long floor length skirts on. There's long no other option. denim skirt. Oh, I Willow. Mean, is is that a bad idea? Is that a good idea? I wear denim pants all the time. What What's the pros and cons of a denim skirt? Later on, she tries to run a little bit in it and it does not look very easy. So oh, yeah, that seems that like a con. Difficult. Yeah, doesn't need to run at all. She's, uh, she's Willow. She's on a date with Tara and there seems to be Stephen Fry in the background in your picture. It does look a lot like the back of Stephen Fry doesn't it yeah i see <laughs> that now specific call the back of stephen fry but it does it's not our <laughs> yeah, fault no. it's true 
Uh, you can't really tell in this picture, but Tara still looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Willow looks more reasonable. Not that she looked terrible before, but she's not wearing bright red, at least. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yes, all of this, the montage where they're trying to get, or where Anya is trying to get everyone to wish for bad things to happen to Xander because she can't do it herself. Great times. And obviously when Buffy is shown, we have a lot of questions, right? Yeah. Like there are many things about this picture <laughs> of Buffy that stagger the imagination embroidered jeans (laughs) right okay embroidered bell-bottom jeans yeah yeah they are huge at the bottom (laughs) yeah they are uh like 1970s have made a callback it's the sort of pants that you have to wear boots with because otherwise like your shoes are gonna look ridiculous because they'll just be dwarfed by your jeans right yep what is embroidered on the bottoms of them just i don't know it's like a floral white pattern what does buffy have in her hair she's got a big flower you can't see the pink flower oh man it's it's there it is on her uh hair elastic or something her her shirt is just straight across again we don't have a picture Uh, of it it's that white shirt cut yeah she was wearing in the the kitchen with dawn like it's not a good cut no and she oh whenever we see the previously on and it's her going to spike to break up and she's got that awful shirt on you're like why that shirt (laughs) though you gotta remember i don't see the previously on anymore oh you are spared Yeah. (laughs) You've been given a great gift. A boon from Netflix. All right. uh, Dawn doesn't say the W word anymore after being trapped in a house, which is a very good shout. I love her awkwardness about it. Right? Like, of course Dawn's not going to wish for things anymore. That would be insane. It would be so crazy. It makes so much sense. Yeah. And like Anya's whole argument that Willow and Tara are lesbians (laughs) and therefore must hate men. Just. (laughs) Okay. So you sound like you're not really enthused about it. Honestly, no, no, no. I found it so good. because It's great. It's such an Anya thing to think. Yeah, she yeah. has no understanding no. of what it is like to not be attracted to men. So she just assumes that they hate them all. Yeah. And like women are a good enough second choice, I guess. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fallback. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, they have no other choice. So sure, here we are. And oh. she's just, uh, it's funny because, you know, if they stop to think about it for two seconds, they would obviously be like, it seems like she's trying to get us to wish something bad against Xander. But they just kind of th- see it as Anya being wacky, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone's taking Xander's side very hard. I don't know that they're taking his side or that it's they're true. just not making wishes. And <laughs> she's not asking Willow and Tara about Xander. She's just saying that men like Xander like to watch lesbians and so therefore they should hate Xander. <laughs> like that's her argument. People are reporting accurate facts here too. Like Buffy's saying that Xander is super broken up about the entire thing. Like he's very sad. He's been inconsolable. All of that is true. Dawn is really just trying to avoid saying wish and get out (laughs) of this conversation. And Willow and Tara are like, we don't hate men. So yeah, (laughs) to say that everyone's taking Xander's side is wrong. It's true. But at the same time, she's not going to get them to make a wish because, you know, wishing for things is sort of a strange turn of phrase to be begin with right yeah it used to be her job to get that to happen though she's rusty she is very much so so xander shows up at the summer's house as anya is talking to buffy and he's like hey guys what's up how's things anya leaves in a huff and he kicks a suspicious garden gnome (laughs) they show that gnome briefly and it's like the only thing in the shot
shot. It's like gnome and tree, and you're yeah. just like, gee, I guess I they wanted us the to, gnome. to know the gnome is there. It's like the old Scooby-Doo cartoons where you're like, man, I wonder which of these lockers opens. <laughs> it's just blatantly oh. off-colored from everything else. Hey, man, cartooning is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly in the past it was, man. So Xander's first thought is that it's Spike, and you're just like, what are any of you doing? Yeah, a camera in a garden gnome. Surely it's Spike. Spike does not have the technology knowledge to do that. He doesn't know. He's lazy. No. (laughs) Like if he wants to lurk outside a tree at Buffy's house, he'll lurk outside that tree himself. He's not gonna go about installing a fucking camera and then watching from home. That's insane. It's insane. So Buffy inexplicably goes to confront him about this camera activity, even though it's so clearly not him. And he's wearing this weird pattern Mm. on his shirt. Yeah, I noticed this. It's like paisley, but very sparse. Yeah, it's very spread out paisley, I guess. Mm -hmm. Minimalist paisley. What are those things on paisley i don't know i don't know he's got a pays like every i don't know six square inches or so <laughs> a single well maybe a big pays and a little pays yeah. yeah 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 just yeah and so he's also like are you serious you know i didn't do this <laughs> why are you coming around to, to, to like taunt me at this point this is really weird buffy yeah i was thinking about the things that he says in this scene about how he loves her and she won't accept it but his insistence that like she's wrong about how she feels right and so obviously it's all very problematic and i think what it comes down to is so this idea that like he's a vampire he doesn't have a soul can he be in love i think the answer is no I think he thinks he's in love with Buffy and he's just obsessed with her. Yeah. Right? Like everything he's talking about, he doesn't care how she feels. That's not what love is. All he cares about is how he feels and how he thinks she should feel because of how he feels. It's very him-centric. That's a good call. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's calling it love, but what does he know about love? He's been a soulless vampire for like... 150 years and he was previously obsessed with drusilla yeah you sort of need a soul for love to happen if you're going to count a soul as like a concrete real thing love without a soul is pretty not true and this this show has very much made it clear that absence of a soul equates to being evil like yeah that's what being evil is or yes. at very least, if you are evil, you, you, you may or may not have a soul, a soul. but yeah. if you don't have a soul, you can't be good. Yeah, true, true, true. Anyways, so she's like, I keep telling you that's not going to happen. Bye again. And you're sort of like, why did you ever come here, Buffy? Who even knows? Yeah. I didn't write anything down about it, so I didn't care, it seems. Instead, <laughs> we're going you. to dish with Halfrick in the magic box. Anya needs to find someone who doesn't care whether or not Xander gets hurt. And <gasps> Gilligan cut to Spike walking in the door. <laughs> In all honesty, though, Spike talks about how much he hates Xander so often. Like, both of them hate each other a lot. So much. This makes a lot of sense to go to Spike and get him to wish for Xander to be cursed. Anya's not great at social cues, so she went with the people that she knew because she figured she could manipulate them. And when that doesn't work, like, oh, right, of course, Spike. Yeah. Well, no, her problem is actually that he's a man. Mm, Right, yes. And her whole shtick is vengeance on behalf of women. But, like, Halfrick is sort of like, live in the 21st century, Anya. Which, actually, I'm not even sure that that makes any sense. Not what she says. (laughs) 
it's fine. Anya offers yeah. Spike some alcohol in lieu of a numbing spell to take the pain away. The pain that he feels. I am so upset that there isn't another Spike Halfrek interaction. Oh my god. It's so nice. They did it once. Why not do it again? Yeah. Yeah, he shows up and like it's like they've never met, you know? Come it's on, the guys. worst. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So after the um the numbing spell thing happens, I've just got a quote. <laughs> That I believe is from Willow. Um, I'm so, so excited. Uh, as is, you we said. We enter the part of the episode that enrages you, yeah. Yeah, there's something for everyone in this episode. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it is... Should have something once I get tapped into the fiber optic network. We're going to use the feedback relay to uh, get their signal routed into our system. <laughs> I just wrote in all caps, fiber optic network feedback relay. Oh, <laughs> she, yeah. She's got a... She's got to tap into the fiber optic network <laughs> yeah. of this camera that they've severed and brought into the it's house. Inside, isn't it? Like, where's what? the network? I no, don't no, know. no, no, no. Let, let's let's focus on what Willow's doing on her laptop because she's. <laughs> this is jumping around a little bit, but she's hacking, right? And oh, she's, she's complaining hard. about the booby traps and the firewalls. Uh, uh, uh. And how it's all complicated. And on her screen, she is typing and there's just like a radar circle and then a vertical (laughs) line sweeping back and forth across the screen. I am filled with regret that I did not take a screenshot of that radar circle because it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It causes me such pain. (laughs) Why? Why do they even bother showing the screen? Right? Or just show some code. Sure. Anything. Anything. Anything but this. Literally, they had all of the tools they needed. They just had to type like command space and then terminal and hit enter and they would have been fine. Then just grab any fucking file you can find and it would have looked better than this. But no, they've got to have a feedback relay to get their signal and route it into our system. That's what they have to do. Sorry, I sorry, isn't Willow the hacker? I didn't realize that you... God damn it. You, that you were... <laughs> I'm so mad now. I wasn't even <laughs> mad going into this. I thought I could keep my cool. <sighs> well, fuck you. Fuck you, Michaela. The nerds have made their stupid thing with yeah, their with chemistry, the which chemistry. is also magic. Bullshit. Ugh. They set a map of Sunnydale on fire for japes. Some Raiders of the Lost Ark shit oh, It's such nonsense. And you're like, okay, the nerd's plan is advanced in some small measure. Like, great, guys. It's been great to have you here this episode. They're, they're like, we know where we need to go now. No, no, fuck this. Actually, while we're on the fucking subject, this bullshit. Okay, so Willow's hacking into their fucking network, right? And she's like, I'm in. And you're like, oh no, she's in the mainframe. And then in the nerd's basement... A fucking alarm goes off and Andrew's like, someone's hacked into our system. Bullshit, Andrew. Explain to me the 12 klaxons you have and the seven different lights and how this particular color and sound combination indicates that someone has penetrated your computer system rather than any of the other fucking 50 things that you should be concerned about. This klaxon my ass. I mean, they need to defend themselves against hackers so that's why they oh have my hacker light actually <laughs> made me so angry really it just made gave me questions about the nature of their entire alarm system but looking back on it like what the fuck do you mean someone's in our system what uh, good 
So good. You fuckers. Oh, oh my man. god. Like, do they not have a proximity alarm to the actual house? They, they don't. They don't. Lil Jay was snoozing on the job and Buffy got up real close. Instead, they've got a light and a, a, an audio alarm to tell them that someone has hacked into them. How do you even... That's not even a thing you can do. And if you really think about it, how would they know that Willow is a, an expert hacker? There's no reason that little Jay would think that based on their interactions in high school. I'm angried out, Michaela. It's all <laughs> it's all poured out of me in one oh. giant whew, rage ball. I'm, I'm done now. Hurricane and of rage. That's a good I th- one. I think now I'm going to take us into our second segment. Okay. This is a second segment that we like to call hot takes. I think those things would sell like hotcakes, man. Ooh, especially if they smelled like hotcakes. Ooh. Now, Michaela. We're full of those, you know? We are full of hot takes. It is currently Monday, November the 12th, as we record, 2018. (laughs) Correct. This episode will go up on December 19th. You're showing everyone how the sausage is made, friend. These takes are perhaps lukewarm (laughs) at best. (laughs) At best. They're they're probably cold takes. Yeah. But I've got several things that we need to talk about. Number one, today, the Pokemon, what is it? Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Trailer was... Revealed for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Mic drop. Just like that. You have had a chance to watch it. I've had a chance to watch it. How do we feel about that, eh? Like, I... Do I want to watch Ryan Reynolds' voice come out of Pikachu? Why is it Ryan Reynolds? Why did he agree to this? Obviously, it's a lot of money. It's Pokemon. Right? And, like, it's an easy thing, I assume, for him. Yeah. It's, like, two days of work. In the the sound booth, and he just reads lines. I mean, I know voice acting is harder than that. Yes, it it is. But if you have an aptitude for it, then I have to imagine it's easier than, like, shooting Deadpool. Like, right? Ryan Reynolds goes from Deadpool 2 to Pikachu? (laughs) What? Detective Pikachu, the movie with the most horrifying fucking Mr. Mime I've ever seen? (laughs) Oh, man. That mime, I was just like... Like, oh no, it's Dave's greatest fear. He it's does the hate mimes. worst thing in the and world. Like, the Pokemon in general, I feel that they managed to keep them out of the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, yeah, like, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, like, they definitely don't didn't terrify me the way that those Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> Fuck those things, man. Or like, whenever you see the drawings of realistic Pokemon and you're like, nope, hard pass yeah. on that. And right, you chuck yeah. your laptop out the window. It's not quite that level. Fucking Ken Wanatabi, is that his name? Watanabe, yeah, whatever I his name know. is. Ken Watanabe. Why is it always him? Why is it always him? And he's doing, I'm fairly certain he can speak with a normal American accent <laughs> and just chooses not to at this point. <laughs> Man, uh, the best was him in Godzilla. Oh, God. (laughs) He was just always wandering around being like, no, this monster is good. And you're like, fuck off, Ken. No one wants you here. Savior of our city. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, this isn't a Godzilla cast. God damn it. We'll do that later. We should. (laughs) We should. That fucking movie movie. enrages me. Okay, so how do you feel? Yes or no on Pokemon is what I want to know. I don't know Mm. that's a good take on it yeah that's the hottest of takes delivered six weeks late i sort of feel like so i didn't watch it and think either i'm never gonna watch this movie or i have to watch this movie right i think it's the sort of movie that if it has decent reviews i would watch it on netflix yes yeah i would say with my current schedule of watching movies i will never watch this movie yeah i mean movies are a hard sell right it's a big time commitment 
And I'm definitely not going to watch it in the theater. That's insane. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Oh, God. There'd be so many children. Oh, my God. Just imagine. Okay. So last thing on hot takes for this week. November 11th was yesterday. Very serious moment. 100th anniversary of the armistice. Yes. Donald Trump decided to not go because of rain. And what I will say in lieu of any Canadian bitching about Donald Trump here is that I saw a video of Jay True, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, yeah. closing his umbrella and standing in the rain, which I think was two years ago or something. Right. Like, it's a little while ago now, but just standing in the rain during a uh, November 11th ceremony. And two things. One, yes, that's very nice. And two, oh my God, he's an attractive man. He's so good looking. And like, there are several policy decisions that he's made and I'm really mad that he has squashed the changing vote that he promised because we're still in first past the post which is bullshit but he's an attractive man yeah well and you know that was sort of one of the things he was running on or at least that was one of the issues that I really cared about and it just got squashed so soon into his prime ministership yeah, just you want out of hand it. is like, let's form a committee. Oh, the committee has to come back with mixed results. We're sticking with the worst system ever. Come on, Jay True. You're better than that. He's not, but he is very handsome. He's very handsome. <laughs> okay. And he so, shows the proper respect. Well, and of course, there were so many, so many pictures of former President Obama uh, standing yes. in the rain at various events for various reasons. Yeah. You know, giving his wife the umbrella while he walks in the rain and mm-hmm. you see pictures of Trump walking under the umbrella where there is not enough space for the woman he's walking with but what are you gonna do you know what are you gonna do yeah it's fine it's and yet still people will defend him so so all the scoobies see spiking on you getting it on in the magic box there is another very conspicuous camera here that i think we've seen before in the skull right we actually did see that before there's a lot of places these cameras are that you just (laughs) think to yourself how how did they get this here one first thing I can't believe you didn't say that they're getting it on (gasps) you. Shit. I'm a fool. You're a fool. I'm an idiot. And yeah, they're drunk. They're both sad because of similar reasons. And honestly, they do have a lot in common, right? They did have a moment like this. I think it's season four where they went on sort of a little not really date. Mm -hmm. Oh, fucking frat house episode. Am I I sitting here referencing? God, you're calling back (laughs) to house sex? (laughs) Yeah. You monster. Yeah. I'm part (sighs) of the problem. You are. And uh, I guess the last couple things I'll say is that, as I have said many times before, literally everyone has chemistry with Spike. Right. I'm glad that the most attractive people who are currently on this show are getting it on. (laughs) (laughs) You're also not wrong there. Yeah. Just being clear, Faith's no longer on the show. So, yeah. And does Spike smell good? And if so, how? Spike smells 0% good. No, 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 no. That's not a thing that happens. I mean, maybe he's just bathing in cologne every day to cover up the stench of death. It's the early 2000s. He reeks of (laughs) Axe body spray. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess. He's watched those commercials where a young man puts on Axe and then women come swarming from literally every direction to tackle him. Yeah. And he's like, Buffy's a woman. (laughs) (laughs) He's not wrong. He's not. Okay, so yes, via the five whole pixels on Willow's laptop, (laughs) everyone sees this happen, and Xander grabs an axe and he's going to do something about it. 
This is all on Willow, honestly. When she close the laptop, happen- close it. Just close it. Just be Dawn like, oh. walks into the room and she's like, <laughs> and "Look away, Dawn." Like, no, close the laptop. No, close it. The noise that Dawn makes when she sees what's happening is hilarious. <laughs> it's the funniest thing Dawn has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> No fucking doubt. No Right. And so both Dawn and Willow, obviously Xander's very affected by this, but Mm -hmm. they see the look on Buffy's face when she sees this. Right. And she has even less of a right than Xander to be (laughs) upset by this. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. She has no leg to stand on, yet she will try to stand on it. Right. And so they're both just like, oh, Buffy, you, oh. (laughs) And then Dawn puts it all together. All those times that Buffy didn't come home after work. Mm. This is what she was doing. Being a great sister. Dawn's growing up real fast. Oh, growing up real fast. (laughs) That's, oh, that's a hot take. (laughs) That's a spicy one. Okay. Spicy. The post-sex is very awkward. Oh, boy. Okay, wait, wait, sorry. One more thing. One more thing. As they're like, where's Xander gone? And then Willow says, Buffy, he took your axe. Singular. As if Buffy has a single axe and Xander has taken it. I love it. Your Willow did a quick inventory of literally (laughs) all of the things that are in that weapons chest and was like, the axe, that's what's missing. The axe Uh, is missing. The axe, that's the first thing I check for. I check axe, then sword, then crossbow. (laughs) And I got to number one on the list and didn't see it. No axe, Buffy, no axe. (laughs) Yeah. So she comes out and says that there's no axe there. Right, but now that Spike and Anya have done the deed, uh, they're like, well, this was pretty much a, I mean, mistake might be a strong (laughs) word. There was a mistake. Yeah, it was, it's pretty awkward. They're both like, never again. No, 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 no. So Spike leaves the magic box and maybe it will never be again because Xander comes at him with the axe. Yeah. And so Xander's pissed. He's always hated Spike. Mm -hmm. He's going to axe him. And then Anya's there trying to stop him. Buffy shows up to try to stop him. And then Xander says all these gross things about how he's disgusted by Anya because she had sex with Spike. That we've basically been over. They were on a break, okay? Right, yeah. Yeah. No, it's gross. And Xander briefly gets the opportunities throughout this series to not be gross. And then the writers will throw it away for him. Yeah, he just is like, never mind. Yeah, I don't need that in my life, apparently. I don't need not being gross. I can just be more gross. Yeah. Anya in this scene is basically like, you know, Xander's saying, why him? Did you do this? Because essentially he thinks that she's done this to specifically to hurt him. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I felt bad and he was just there. And that made me think title of Spike's sex tape. (laughs) Actually, what it makes me think about is uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, It turns out that the female protagonist slept with the male protagonist's best friend back in high school, who she had specifically promised not to sleep with. And the reason is... He looks sad. He looked sad? Yes, he did. <laughs> right, so bad reasons all around. Yeah, yeah, not great. Not great indeed. So everyone splits up. They're all sad after Spike drops the whole like, hey, Buffy and I used to bump uglies. Yeah, he just can't let it go. Nah. He brings it up at every opportunity and up to now, everyone just ignored him. But Buffy's poker face has just, it's gone, you know? Yeah. I guess 
once Willow and Dawn know, there's not much. Xander's going to find out eventually anyways. Yeah. And yeah, so now he's all just disgusted by everyone. And I mean, sorry, Xander's going to find out anyways. So it doesn't matter that Spike tells him rather than like Buffy doesn't feel the need to tell him still. She would have let that go through the secondhand information rather than tell him herself. She would have. But at this point, she's going to have to lie to him again to deny (laughs) it. True. Because Spike's already said it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, of course, you know, Xander walks off, Anya's distraught, and Spike starts to wish something. Mm. And Anya's like, just don't. Yeah. Don't even bother. Mm -hmm. Because... You know what? She she got some vengeance, in a way. And uh, I don't think it feels as good as she thought it would. It does not. Not even close. No. It's almost like hurting someone back doesn't make you hurt any less. I don't think that's the lesson we take away from this. No? What do you think it is? Wear red and you'll look great. <laughs> don't do your hair all stupid. Well, unless you're, unless you're Willow. Oh, yeah, it's true. Like... No, that, that has to be a universal lesson. You Exceptions know? You to prove ap- the rule, you know? It's fine. Right, right, right. Speaking of Willow, Tara comes yeah. back to see her and they kiss and it's great. It's so nice, you know? Here they are. They're so happy. Oh, isn't it so nice? Oh my God, I was so fucking worried. <laughs> this made me so incredibly tense. I nearly broke my fucking laptop in half. Just holding on to it, hoping that this was not the moment. But it's so nice. It's, Isn't it gonna, it's like, the perfect Joss moment. Oh my god. Is it just going to continue to be nice? Probably. <laughs> yeah. For all of time. I'm pretty sure that happens in the daytime. Who's but like say? whenever I saw Tara in this room, I'm I'm like, no, 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 no. Be no, no, anywhere no. else. Be anywhere else. <laughs> Don't literally. be here. Yeah. Don't. Not here. Duck. Mm. <laughs> just down. Down on the ground. <laughs> So, I'm so worried for you. Get behind you something made of thing. wood, maybe like a yeah, large anything. cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So that doesn't happen. Everything's fine. Everything's yeah. great. Everything. Honestly, this episode ends on a much happier note than we're used to. It's such to a sweet note. Recently. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's to contrast with all of the darkness that right. just happened, but it happens really nicely. And I think it's very important for a television show to have at least one functioning relationship at a time. Mm. You can't have them all functioning, right? That's bad television. Right. But you can't have them all in shambles because that also doesn't leave anyone with anything happy. So it doesn't keep them coming back. And I think that's like Walking Dead's problem is it lasts happiness so then this one's just gotta have something happy at the end there yeah that's i think that's why a lot of people stop watching walking dead because there's it's hopeless right yeah there's no light there's no because the show is going to continue for all of time there's no place that they get to where they finally done it whatever it is be it you know survive the zombies find a cure they've made it so clear that there is no cure that it's just like well then what what's the point But there's not even like an it for an individual person. There's no like individual has finally found happiness. No. It's like they found happiness briefly and then one or the other of them was murdered by zombies. Yeah. There's a lot of people being murdered by zombies. But then also Andrew Lincoln gets more and more towards like the evil spectrum. And you're just like, Mm. he wasn't hot before, but now. (laughs) Oh, God, you. (laughs) All right. Let's stop talking about this Walking Dead cast. Uh, Michaela, did you enjoy this episode? I did. It is not rated as high as I think you will think. (laughs) No, it's not. I saw the IMDb ratings. It's very low. I 
think I want to say 82 out of 144. Yeah, that would oh, that would be yeah. slightly higher than I thought actually. 82. IMDb has it worse, I think. Yeah. It's got like a 6 point something. Did you look at the other IMDb reviews? I'm I'm curious why people really. don't like it. Just because the the written reviews are never useful though right, cuz the true. written reviews are always they're, they're polarized. All over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It had a lot of the things that we always complain about this season not having other characters yes. getting to do things. So much Anya. I think that's Anya. the primary thing that I want and this show struggles to deliver is an ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. And when it does that, no matter what the episode is, I'm pretty happy with it. And when it doesn't, I'm pretty pissed at it. And it's just so strange that they have this ensemble cast that they have proven they know how to use in the past and then they forgot. Yeah. So I'm glad to yeah. see everyone getting something to do. Yeah. and That's it, what I like. It's... <laughs> So it's it's a bit of a downer, but compared to most of the downers that we've had recently, it's uh not that bad. It has yeah, a happy barely ending. even rates, <laughs> yeah. right? And you know, it has lots of Anya being wacky. It has her and Halfrek, which is always fun. And at, you know, it's about as much as of a, of a resolution as we could reasonably expect, I think, from one of the characters leaving another character at the altar. Yeah. Like, how do you have Anya continue to be in this show, right? You just, you can't. It's not gonna happen. She's still in the credits. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Maybe she's the vengeance demon that funnily annoys them for the rest of the season. Yeah. All four episodes? Yeah, four episodes. We're, we're pretty much down to crunch time now. We are. We Which will see what the nerd's plan is next doesn't, time. Doesn't bode well for certain people, maybe. Certain Who's to characters say? that we are worried about. <laughs> Who's Michaela, to say? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Who had the best outfit from this episode? If you oh. say Don in that fucking thing, I will <laughs> scream. <laughs> It'll just be podcast over. <laughs> yeah. Um. I quite like uh what Will what Tara sorry is wearing to yes. the date. She has a nice green shirt and she has a pretty necklace and the brown floor length skirt she has on I think is more reasonable than Willow's jean skirt. <laughs> mm -hmm. And again, yeah. Tara just looks great. She's been she looking does. so great for the last however many episodes. <laughs> Why weren't they Since doing this Since she broke before? up with Willow. Yeah. yeah. Things have been going great for her. So. Absolutely. And who won the episode? Willow? I was going to say. came back to her? I was going to say Willow or Tara. Yeah. I think both of them together. Yeah. Yeah. Because they would. Re the same reason applies to both of them, right? Yeah. They both want this to happen. And it's in a place where it can happen again. Yeah. That's yeah. so nice. Oh. Yeah. It's so a joint nice. win for both of them. Yeah. Now, Kayla, the part we've all been waiting for, Teeks Review, is, is not here. Yeah. Yeah, Why so Teeks I've written Why? one of my own. Good. Hit me. Uh, I want you to guess what the title is. The one where Anya tries to curse Xander. Oh my god, word for word. <laughs> <laughs> we're the same person. This yeah, is this is no count. good, because yeah. we're exactly the same person. <laughs> I love this episode. It's one of my favorite episodes from the last half of season six. And Michaela, let me tell you, Delightful. that's something I'm proud of. Yeah, yeah. No, last good. half of season no. six. Oh, so good. In this episode, Anya is back and she's mad at Xander. She's a vengeance demon again, but can't grant her own wishes. So she tries to get everyone else to curse him for her. It's so fun. Meanwhile, Anya and Spike have sex while everyone else watches through the cameras. <laughs> Xander gets really mad at Spike and tries to kill him. Overall, I give this episode a seven out of 10, which in my ratings book is great. Wow. 
Wow. I, I really love the touch of Anya's trying to curse Xander, and then meanwhile, she's having <laughs> sex with Spike. Yeah. Isn't that good? I yeah. really like that. It I've just... also got a backup uh, Teeks review. Oh. One that I don't think we have done before. Ooh. Uh, killed by Death. Interesting. Yeah. Episode 18 of season two. This is from one. last year, yeah, but Teeks has written this review and I'm going to read it. Exciting. So I want you to guess, yeah, the hospital one. What's it called? The one, hmm, the one where Buffy hates hospitals. The one where Buffy is sick. Oh, I would never have guessed that. <laughs> I really liked this episode. The first time I saw it, it freaked me out a lot. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not really sure why it scared me so much, but it did. In this episode, influenza is going around the town and making everyone sick, oh, including true. Buffy. She barely survives Angelus's latest attack because of this. She is hospitalized and discovers that children in the hospital are being attacked by an invisible killer whom they call Death. First, Giles is skeptical about this, but once Buffy proves the story right, he has to take care of this evil... Sorry, she has to take care of this evil person. There we go. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's all down to Giles, and I'm like, this didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Best part of the episode, nothing in particular. Worst part of the episode, nothing in particular. Damn, this is a flat one, eh, (laughs) ATX. Overall, I give this episode a 7 out of 10, which in my ratings book is great. Yeah, that, that, that tracks. Wow. Oh yeah, that's a middling episode for mm-hmm. sure. Come All on. right, Michaela, next time on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The next episode is called Seeing Red. Mm-hmm. We already saw a lot of red this episode, didn't we? Ooh, yeah, I guess Anya just was wearing it. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not really. I'm I'm going to just I'm going to just poke around. I'm I'm struggling to um summarize this. <laughs> oh, anyway. excellent. Yeah, read me the IMDb. I love that. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what IMDb has to say. That's what the cool kids call it. Well, I called it that, so it must be the cool kids. Check and mate. (laughs) Fucking did Teeks write this? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, hear me out. Willow and Tara wallow in their togetherness, but things aren't as happy everywhere else. Buffy has to face both Xander and Spike whilst tracking Warren and company to foil their next move. (laughs) Okay, several things make me ro- mad about this. Number one, whilst. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would love that. Number two, while tracking the trio's next move? No, no, no. She was just doing that. <laughs> she has to but, foil their next move. But then... So. Okay, so they don't make their next move next episode. Or maybe they do, but it's after Buffy tries to foil it. So they spent this episode finding something in Sunnydale. That's all they did. Which wasn't the disc. They knew where that was. So they found the disc and used that to find something else. And they're going to make their next move. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, can't say I'm overly looking forward to that, but it will happen. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not going to give you any more information than that as usual. So Episode 19 of 22, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. It's all uphill from here, eh, Michaela? <laughs> well, until <laughs> next week then. <laughs> Our listeners can always reach out to us via email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. Our pictures are up on the Facebook page. And you can find us personally on Socializer, which is an <laughs> offline-first social network. And I don't know how that works. I'm sorry, oh, guys. Oh, boy. I'm on there at Capitalizer. And Michaela? I'm on there at Socializer. Make sure to hashtag all of those in-person greetings because it's offline. <laughs> Question. Welcome to the Mark. Hellmouth. Yeah. So just come up to us and say hashtag welcome to the Hellmouth and we'll know you came from the show. And until next time, farewell from the Hellmouth.
Helmo. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Hellmouth.